Why, why would you bother eating a certain way if it's not working for you, right? Because there's nothing more motivating than results, right? Progress, seeing the scale go down, seeing your clothes get bigger and seeing your body change and seeing yourself feel good and having energy and wow, I can walk up several flights of stairs and it's not a big deal anymore. Or I can, I have more endurance or I can, you know, lift boxes in my house or move furniture, whatever. I'm stronger. That is very, very, very motivating to your mind, body, and spirit. And we must stay motivated. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. In this episode, we are going to continue our series from the Foundations and Fitness Fat Loss Guide that I have been doing featuring 10 of my top tips for holistic health and fitness. These are the tips that I've put together in an ebook, which actually you can get on my website if you want it. But I've put 10 tips together to try to simplify for people the really big pieces they have to look at if they really want to be fit and healthy in mind, body, and spirit from the inside out and keep it that way and actually enjoy it. Ha ha. Don't forget that part. What's the point if you're not enjoying your life, right? So I put them together as a little mini ebook for you, the top 10 tips, and we've decided to feature them on my show for free for you. So Each one will be its own episode. Hopefully you've already heard the previous seven. We've got three more to go. We're on number eight today. So very quickly, episode four is the first one, which we get into keeping a food, exercise, and sleep journal. Episode six is an important one as well. I teach you about the hunger scale, and that's such a great low-tech little method of determining your appetite and eating and your awareness with food. Super easy, but powerful. Episode 12, we get into the importance of water. I know you know this one. You should drink water and all that. But we really get into it because I feel that when you understand a lot of the reason behind things, it really helps with compliance. You will become a believer. (laughs) So water is episode uh, number 12. In episode 15, we get into something called time-restricted eating, which is not nothing to be afraid of, but it's, it's basically a natural way to live and having a 12-hour non-eating window really helps with weight loss, appetite control, quality sleep, um, all that good stuff. So just check out episode 15. And the fifth tip is episode thir- uh, 20 where we get into a kitchen makeover and I talk about uh, some things you probably want to toss that you probably think are healthy that you have in your house that might be sabotaging you. So check out episode 20. Episode 30 is foundations in fitness tip number six, where we get into sleep and rest. And wow, that's such an important one, such an important episode. 
That's episode 30. Make sure you hear that one. And episode 37 is tip number seven, where I talk about your circadian rhythms and getting natural light and into nature on the regular, as well as how electricity and electromagnetic rays are affecting your mind, body, spirit. Very, very important episode. All right, so here we go. Now we continue with episode, uh, well, it's, it's actually foundations tip number eight, which is exercise. And make sure you stay toward the end of the episode because I'm going to actually give you, I break it down to the top 10 things that exercise is doing for you that you probably aren't even aware of, but the reason why. Okay, so just I put those together as a little easy I don't know. I guess I'm a list person. Are you a list person? <laughs> I like to kind of feel organized and like focused um, on kind of like the synopsis, you know, just kind of package it all together. So I put together just a quick list of 10. All right. So we want to exercise, right? We all know this. Yes, we need to exercise, but why? Okay. And how, and how to do it where you get the best results where you don't get hurt, but you get the body that you want, where you look the way you want to look. Because the thing that breaks my heart the most is when people are putting in the time, effort, money, they're trying, but they're not getting the results they want. I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. I have had that problem a lot in my life, as I'm sure you have too. There is nothing more disheartening and frustrating and to feel disempowered, right? To feel hopeless, like I'm trying, but it's not working, right? I'm, I'm spending the money in the gym. I'm putting in the sweat equity. I'm taking the time out of my schedule, but I still hate the way I look. I don't like my body. I feel fat. My body aches. I, I'm swollen, whatever, right? That's the worst, so we want to get results. Remember what I always say, it's about progress, not perfection. And if you don't feel like you're progressing, what's the point, right? No wonder why you're going to give up. Or if you're achy or whatever, you just don't feel like it's working. Why would you continue? Um, so we're going to hopefully clear up some of that stuff. And that goes with everything in life, right? Not just your exercise program, but your diet, everything. Why, why would you bother eating a certain way if it's not working for you? right? Because there's nothing more motivating than results, right? Progress, seeing the scale go down, seeing your clothes get bigger and seeing your body change and seeing yourself feel good and having energy and wow, I can walk up several flights of stairs and it's not a big deal anymore or I, can, I have more endurance or I can, you know, lift boxes in my house or move furniture or whatever. I'm stronger. That is very, very, very motivating to your mind, body, and spirit. And we must stay motivated. So seeing results, seeing that it's working, quote unquote, is, is very motivating. Okay. So how do we do that? Well, okay. So we want to exercise smart, balanced, and regularly. What do I mean by that? Regular daily movement and activity is a normal requirement for a healthy life. But like all things, it needs to be balanced and customized. Okay? 
balanced and customized. What do I mean by that? Well, <laughs> all too often people think exercise will save me and it gives them permission to eat whatever they want, to overindulge or ignore other important factors like my nine other tips in my ebook that we talk about. And then they wonder why their exercise program isn't working. I see this all the time, right? Are you one of those people that kind of feels like, well, I did a Zumba class or I ran three miles and now I can eat whatever I want or I'm going to reward myself with extra cake or, you know, whatever. Now, we can definitely use exercise to help mitigate our indulgences and that's actually a very smart idea. I know I do that myself sometimes. But we don't want to think exercise will save me, okay? And I'm going to really talk about that, um, like I mentioned, at the tips at the end. Uh, exercise, here's the newsflash for you, friend. Exercise is not the key to weight loss. Hopefully, you've already, you already know that. Hopefully, you've heard that before. But that is a big misconception because biology, research, empirical results, you've probably seen it. It just doesn't work that way, okay? So I'm going to talk about that. But that's an important concept to keep in mind. Just because you're working out doesn't give you free reign to eat whatever you want and hopefully look and feel the way you want. It just it won't work. You probably already know that, right? But we see it all the time. Uh, in addition, far too many people falsely presume that when it comes to exercise, if some is good, more is better. That's a problem <laughs> you, it, because, again, balance, right? It's not about the, the quantity. It's about the quality and doing it in a smart way. Remember what I said, smart, balanced, and regular, okay? So if I walk five miles, you know, walking 10 isn't necessarily better. It actually might be bad because you're actually – you can create, you know, movement pattern problems. You can create muscle imbalances. You can create joint overuse problems. You can, you know, things like plantar fasciitis or whatever, sore back. I mean, you you know, too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore, right? Too much yoga is not a good thing. It's not balanced because you can become too loose. Your joints can become unstable. You can be, yes, you can be too flexible, Right? Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. It's about having awareness and discretion and being, well, when I say awareness, I mean self-aware. Like, wow, I, I, I feel weak. I need to get stronger. Or I feel too tense. My, I'm working, I'm using weights too much. My body is tense. I'm tight. Things hurt. I, I, I'm moving like the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz, right? I mean, these are all... The way the body is communicating, are you doing things in balance, right? So, more is not always better. Exercise like food has a powerful drug effect on your body and mind, and therefore it should be dosed accordingly, okay? So, think of exercise like we think of food as a drug. I'm sure you've heard that before because you can think of the definition as any drug is something that affects your mind, body, and spirit, right? It has a, it actually has a immeasurable effect. So exercise changes, well, you know this, your whole physiology, right? So it has drug effects on your biochemistry when you produce 
endorphins and uh, uh, neurochemicals and hormones and your whole metabolism gets going. That is a physiological effect, just like any drug would be. So we can use that to our advantage, right? Knowing that, you can be smart about when and how you exercise to manipulate your mind, body, spirit the way you want it to be, okay? So we want to dose it, and that goes back to what I was saying about balance, right? Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. It's about the proper dose, like any medicine. If you have too much medicine, you're going to have a toxic reaction. You're going to have a, a problem, right? And if you don't have enough of the medicine, then it's not going to work, right? You won't get the results. So I think it was Tim Ferriss who talked about the minimal effective dose. M-E-D. M-E-D. That's what he talks about in some of his books. I'm sure you've heard of Tim Ferriss. He's the one that did the four-hour work week and all that. But that really is the idea, you guys. That is the idea. What is the smallest amount of something I can do that will get me the best results, right? We're all busy. We all have things to do. But that's the whole idea. It's not about more is better. It's about the right dose, that Goldilocks dose. Just enough. It's even like your diet. If I, I eat chocolate pretty much every day. You've probably heard that in one of my episodes. I love chocolate. Of course, I eat the best, highest quality, and often I make it myself. But I have to have just the right amount. Too much, I don't feel good. It becomes a not good thing. A good thing becomes a not good thing when you get the dose wrong. Okay? So, dose is important. The idea is to customize your exercise program to your, your unique needs and your unique goals to ensure you have maximum safety, efficiency, and effectiveness. This means having a routine that is holistic in nature, includes all the elements of fitness that will get you the results that you want, okay? So you have to take into account uh, your goals. Are you somebody that you need to lose 20 pounds? Are you someone that already is pretty fit? You wish wanted to lose another five pounds, another three, four, or five pounds. Are you somebody that is just overcoming an injury? Are you someone that has four kids and you don't really have much time at all? or you work a lot, or, um, or you're pregnant, or you want to get pregnant, or you're recovering from an illness, or you're at a certain age, whether it be young, old, whatever. All these things are the factors that are very, 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 very critically important to consider. Okay? That's what we mean by customizing. For example, how I work out now is not how I worked out when I was 20. Okay, and it's just different in certain ways, but also when I'm sick, okay, I don't work out the same way. Or when I've been working a lot or stuck at my computer a lot, I will work out in a different way. I'll do more nonlinear movement. I'll do more of my free form flowing Tai Chi. I'll do a lot more time in nature when I can. So just different stuff, okay, so because it's all affecting your physiology, your chemistry. And again, like I said at the beginning, that's what it's about. Using exercise as a tool, as a drug in an intelligent, smart way to affect your chemistry, your biochemistry, 
your physiology the way you want it so you get the results you want. Okay, and I'm going to get into that in a minute, but just hold that thought, okay? Um, so, for example, all right, if you have a very high-stress job or a high-stress life, <laughs> which is pretty much most of us, using all of your available workout time, when most of us don't have a lot of that, but say you've just got so much time a week you can exercise, but using all that time to only, say, go running or do something like CrossFit or some of these really, uh, you know, demanding high energy or pre-programmed, you know, boot camp type classes would not be a good idea necessarily because it would only add to your already stressed out, imbalanced physiology and body. And this is especially if you are a woman because... Our hormonal system, our hormonal system is already much more sensitive to stress than a man's, okay? That's just a biological thing. We have different parts, okay? We have different needs. We have different physiologies, okay? So we're much more sensitive in a lot of ways. I heard it said once that, I can't remember who told me this. It was definitely one of my mentors, but... They said, it's like men are like Mack trucks, okay? They're, they're more kind of like hardy and durable and you can just, you know, move stuff around and go over hills and all that stuff. Whereas women are a little bit more like Ferraris, okay? I don't know about you, but I'd like to be like a Lamborghini or something. And we are just much more sensitive to all the things in our environment. And this includes exercise, okay? So... Instead of if you're already really stressed out doing something that's going to stress your physiology even more, a better idea might be to use that available time to work out more holistically and intelligently and keep the big picture in mind. So look, I know this can, see, can seem counterintuitive, but and it might even be scary to some of you because you know you want to use your, your, your precious time to do something that's going to get you results. But often something that's more gentle in nature and more subtle rather than sweating and pushing yourself might be beneficial to you. It's something to consider, okay, because again, it's hormonal manipulation. It's about your cortisol and your adrenaline, and these are all the stress chemicals that are already flowing in your body so much. And if you do something that's of a threshold that produces more of those, you're, you're, you're only going to, what's, what's that saying? Bite your nose to spite your face. Okay. You're, you might even feel good for a moment, but eventually you're going to crash and it really can contribute to only more stress chemicals in your body, which is analogous to weight gain, particularly belly fat, because cortisol, the stress hormone that we produce when we're really stressed, it's the one you produce, as they say, when you're running from the tiger. Okay, we need it in small bursts. It's important, but stress is not supposed to be a chronic as in like constant state. When we're constantly stressed and constantly pumping out cortisol, the stress response hormone, which helps us run from the tiger to save our life, our body is jacked up and it is burning through nutrients and neurochemicals and stressing the whole system. The blood pressure goes up. 
I mean, everything gets tighter and tenser, right? The tension in your body, your digestion stops because when the cortisol goes up, this, the sympathetic nervous system is engaged. That's the fight or flight one. And what happens with the, what the body is always balancing, right? Life is about balance. So when one of the nervous systems goes up, the sympathetic, the other one has to go where? Down. And what's the parasympathetic, which is the opposing nervous system? That's the rest and digest one. That's the one that helps you digest your food. It's also the one associated with your libido, your sexuality, because you're certainly not in the mood to make out or whatever when a tiger's chasing you, right? So we wonder why our sex drive is in the toilet. And it can be because your life is stressing the hell out of you. So your physiology is like, this is not a good time to have a baby, okay? When I'm stressed out and I can't even like, you know, keep myself straight and the world is spinning and I'm constantly feeling overwhelmed and super busy, why would I want to have a kid right now? Okay, so your libido goes in the tank. Not to mention, so does your digestion, right? Why is my stomach always bloated? Why am I burping after meals? Why am I constipated? Why do I always feel low energy? Because your body can't use the nutrition, even if you're spending the time and the money to have a good diet. It can't use that nutrition because the, that part of your system is, is um, you know, uh, quieted. It's, it's, it's not being activated because you're constantly stressed in the sympathetic state. Okay. So this is a very important concept to have in mind. Okay. If, depending on the stress level of your life, this is where we talk about making it a lifestyle and thinking of it holistically. Think of it like, how was my whole life? And exercise is a part, a tool that I have to intelligently apply to my life at the right dose, the right time, the right method, the right amount of output because I'm balancing my chemistry or imbalancing it. I'm either increasing more of those stress hormones in my body or I'm decreasing them and promoting more balance. By the way, when you're constantly stressed out as well in the sympathetic cortisol state running from the tiger, in addition to your sex drive and your digestion, your parasympathetic, the balancing nervous system, is the part of the body that is your rest. Remember, it's the rest and digest. Rest. So if you have trouble sleeping, okay, if you can't turn it off, if you toss and turn in bed, okay, if you wake up unrested and not refreshed, by the way, go check out that episode where we talk about sleep, which is episode 30, very, very important. Um, but that can be a sign that you're, you're stuck. It's like you got that pedal stuck down on the car and you're just going and you can't take your foot off the gas. So the parasympathetic, the rest and digest never has a chance to kick in. So this can, our exercise program that's not smart and balanced can contribute to that. And then of course you're never going to get the results you want because never ever compromise sleep. For anything, sleep is the most important thing. Sleep and water are like number two, number one and two. Okay, so um, I've seen this work a million times. What I'm talking about again, I know it might be contrary to what you're thinking, but I do want to say it's also a matter of degree because there are times I know even me personally when I'm stuck at the computer all day or I've just been sitting too much and I am just like I need to go for a run. I need to just bah you know, detox and run and just move this energy through my body. I get it. 
but I don't run as long. I don't run as fast. I don't do a lot of hills. I don't run as hard. Okay. So it's remember the dose. So you can still do it. And I, and I get it. I feel better after the run for sure. But you really have to think of the long-term picture. Are you able to sleep that night? Okay. How, how are you doing overall? Your body's going to tell you how you just did. So I might still do something like a, you know, like I don't do boot camp anymore, but if that's your thing, that type of workout, but pull it back a little bit, moderate the, moderate the degree if you're stressed already. Okay. And also to my point, what I was saying is you might want to consider just a nice nature walk barefoot or a beautiful yoga practice or some breathing and stretching and, or some light weights, you know, some calisthenics some body weight training, some of the mobility classes that like, like the ones I have on my, uh, you can check out on my website if you want to join us. Our, my mobility classes are very, very popular because they're just moving the body, moving the energy, opening the joints, breathing and detoxifying. And you just feel so good. I know I always feel amazing after those. So those are all things to consider as options. So when a more balanced and holistic approach is taken to the workout routine, better results and a more sustainable and enjoyable program is your reward because ultimately that's what we all want, right? So what do I mean by balanced and holistic? Let me just give you a little example. Um, so just keep in mind though that, you know, it's, it all has to do with your individual needs and any limitations that you have. We have to always consider these, right? Injuries and all that stuff I mentioned earlier. But basically a balanced and holistic program would typically include, number one, proper core function and postural and joint alignment. That's always first, okay? We always want to establish that. That's why, again, these cookie cutter box programs, everybody's doing the same thing stuff you get off of the internet because you like the way someone's body is and you want to look like them so you're just doing what they're doing all that is not a good idea you really need to know how's your body functioning what are your issues how is your posture what's going on with your joints do you have restrictions okay so that's number one and obviously making sure your core works properly else you're definitely going to get hurt at some point number two is stability so that's joint stability Okay, keeping the correct alignment while moving through space. Number three is mobility. I just talked about the importance of mobility, is the ability for the body to move properly. And, um, you know, it's basically flexibility that's dynamic is basically what mobility is. Um, number four is functional and integrated strength. Okay, now I didn't put just strength on purpose. Okay, functional, meaning you don't work out just to look cool in the gym, right? You work out because you want the rest of your day, the other 23 hours, to move better, right? That's why how you train, your technique is so important. Can I just put 10 underlines under the word so? Technique is numero uno, which is Spanish for those of you who didn't know what I just meant. <laughs> just kidding. I know you know what that meant. But your technique is always number one, okay? So functional and integrated strength is about moving for better function, for a better life, for a better body, to enhance your life, okay? So making it 
functional means doing movements that you use in your life, moving the body the way the body was supposed to move, not the way a bodybuilder trained to aesthetically look good to pose on stage. Okay, so be careful with that. You know, a lot of these weight training programs are based on bodybuilder goals. Remember I mentioned before, the program has to be based on your needs and goals. Well, if you want to aesthetically look good and have every single muscle pop and just stand on stage and basically not move, <laughs> then you might want to train that way. But if you want to just have a beautiful, functioning, lean, toned, fit, healthy, feel-good body, then you might want to train another way, which is what we call functional, okay? And that's out of the scope of this episode to get into. But we can talk about that if you want to. So just let me know. Just send me a message on Instagram, fitamytv, or email me at amy at amyfournier.com and let me know what you want me to talk about. Okay, number five is your cardiovascular fitness, which most of us pretty much understand. Uh, Number six would be balance. These are the components of a holistic program. By the way, notice I'm not just saying cardio and strength, right? I got nine of them for you. Nine, okay? Proper core function, postural, and joint alignment is one. Stability is two. Mobility is three. Functional and integrated strength is four. Cardiovascular fitness is five. Six is balance. This is like, I don't know, I'm like really in on the balance. If you take my my classes online with me, I'm always talking about sneaking in little balance challenges, either at our cool down or whatever. Just, you know, standing on one leg. Even I tell people, you know, do it when you're pumping gas. Just stand on one leg or whatever. Just sneak in balance to your life. Because remember, you get what you train, right? Don't say, oh, my balance is awful. I don't have any good balance. I can hold on to a chair. Well, then you're never going to have good balance, right? You get what you train. So sneak it into your life. Uh, Number seven is flexibility. Okay, so a lot of us are aware what that is, obviously. And eight, hey, agility. How's your agility doing? Okay, I have to have really good agility because my little Charlotte, my little five-pound little Yorkie, she often gets under my feet. You know, when I'm doing something, I'm stationary working or reading or whatever, and I'll go to move, and she's sitting right like two inches from my foot, and often I might almost step on her. And when you have a dog that small, you could actually break its bones. And it actually happens all the time with these little breeds. And oh my God, you better believe I have to have agility. And sometimes I almost hurt myself because I jump out of the way, you know, and that's agility. It's just moving quickly, moving quickly and keeping everything together and not losing your, your marbles, so to speak, right? So that's agility. Agility is very important, particularly as we get older, you know, and it's, a, it's another way of thinking of moving with grace and ease, you know, or again, you don't want to be like that tin man, right? Like on a track. No, we want to flow. And that takes us back to our Aphrodite energy, right? You want to flow. You want to be open and mobile and and things can be, uh, respond quickly and, and, and just kind of go with it rather than being rigid and stuck. And lastly, The last component of holistic fitness is power. Now, this one is kind of optional because you have to be very careful with this one because you definitely don't want to be deadlifting 400 pounds if your core isn't working properly or you don't have good joint mobility, range of motion, you don't have good technique and all that stuff. So power is 
is is load under time moving moving heavy things quickly is a, is a way of having power but guess what a lot of us are doing power things without having the proper foundation of joint stability core function etc etc when we do things like these harder workouts jumping onto boxes or you know any, basically any time both feet leave the ground is a power exercise okay so we just have to be very careful, and I mentioned that ninth one as optional because, again, it really depends on you and you know what, what you're starting from, what you're working with. So to incorporate these eight or nine components of physical fitness requires using your available time intelligently and methodically in order to achieve your desired un- outcome. The order is important. Okay, remember the order is really important and it really should be followed in succession. So when you're at a place that you can write down what they were, uh, whether you're watching this, maybe you can write it down. As you know, the show is on YouTube most of the time at Fit Amy TV. You can watch the show. Hello. <laughs> and uh, which is cool. Um, but, you know, just go ahead and jot them down. But they, the order that I wrote them is actually very important. And you... Because you always want to start with establishing a a strong foundation of proper alignment, core function, and then moving on to joint stability, overall mobility. And then once that's established, typically you can allot some time to each of the other components. Okay? So, you know, just time accordingly. Um, So this is the holistic approach, and it's one that can intelligently help you achieve your desired results quite nicely, regardless of your age or situation. Um, all right, so what does that look like? Okay, yeah, I've got these eight or nine components. What are you talking about? Okay, so a, an example of a typical week could look something like this. Daily foam rolling and light sweat stretching, anywhere from 5 to 25 minutes. So this is something that I do every single day. I have a, just like a two, sometimes three-minute foam roll routine. I hit my whole body, front, back, side, everything. I got it down now. And it's really helped me keep a lot of aches, pains, injuries at bay. Okay, I, I, I need to do that every day. I also need to do it because I've got a couple issues with my spine and whatever we won't get into. So it really prevents me from being in pain. Okay, so I recommend just a little two, three minutes, some kind of little mobility routine every day. Again, two, three minutes. If you don't have two, three minutes, you don't have a life, okay? So no excuses on that one. If you want to use the foam roller or not, that's fine, but that's what I do. Or light stretching, okay? Just anything, just moving that body. And then one to two flexibility or mobility sessions a week. So that would be something like yoga, uh, stretching with a strap, rolling on a, a Swiss ball, and that could be anywhere from 15, 20 to 45 minutes a session. Okay, so we get daily mobility and stretching, just one or two minutes. And then just a couple times a week, something for flexibility and mobility. And then perhaps two or three, maybe, strength training workouts. Remember, functional integrated strength training. And then maybe two or three cardio sessions a week. And that would be something like Zumba, brisk walking, jogging, biking, dance fitness, hiking, something of that nature. Okay, so... Notice what I did is if I was working with you privately, we would look at the allotted time that you have. We would look at, again, all your personal issues, you know, your age, your, your goals, your weight, your, 
you know, whatever, whatever your situation is. And we'd figure out, okay, if you've got this much time, what, what do you have access to? Everyone has a pair of sneakers and even better, no sneakers, walk barefoot. Everybody can walk, right? Um, do you have, are you working out at home? Are you using like your home gym? Or do you have access to a gym? Do you not like gyms? What do you like? You know, if you're somebody like me who loves to dance, that is my passion. That is my thing or my soul, my spirit comes alive. Then we've got to make sure we incorporate that. But I also know that I need to do my mobility and my stretching. I, I, I will admit, I don't really like it, but I like the way I feel after. Okay. I like feeling like my body doesn't hurt. I like feeling my muscles are relaxed and I don't have tension all the time on my body. I like not having back pain because I roll my back every day. Okay. So we consider all these things, but your time is also critical. How much time a week do you have? Okay. And then we divide it up holistically among these components. See how this goes together? All right. You've got so many hours a week. We got a couple of minutes of the rolling every day. We're going to do one yoga class here. We're going to do, say you have, say you have four hours, right? We're going to do one yoga class here. We're going to have one strength training workout and you're going to have one cardio workout. So that's three hours. And then you've got a fourth hour to do whatever you want, whichever one of the three. See what I'm saying? So it doesn't necessarily mean, and this is for those of you who are the all or nothing person, right? You're either on board with the program or you're off. You're either going to the gym and doing your boot camp five days a week or you're not, right? So this is for you because we have to think of it as, you know, each week is going to be different probably, but you've got your staples that you stick by and then you use your time smartly and spread it out. So rather than doing, you know, for your four hours a week, you run four times, that's not a good idea. That's not going to give you a balanced mind, body, spirit. Or rather, if you've got the four hours a week doing four Zumba classes, even if they're my Zumba classes online, <laughs> I don't recommend that, right? We want to spread it out and balance into the eight to nine components of fitness. See how it goes together? It's really not that complicated. So as you see, you'll get much better results if you mix it up and balance your available weekly time and activity rather than taking that time to only do one of the modalities, okay? Plus, you won't get hurt because your body will be more balanced. You'll be strong yet flexible, right? Because you're doing both. You'll be stable yet mobile. See how it works? And you won't burn yourself out mentally, which is another important component. And you'll look a heck of a lot better too because you'll just be more balanced in general, okay? So... The mental component is huge, that's for sure. So combine this type of holistic program with proper rest and recovery. This is a very important component of it. We don't think about the rest as part of our workout, do we? But it's super, super important, your recovery time. Uh, and don't forget all my other nine tips as well. So the nine tips from the Foundations of Fitness Fat Loss Guide. So go back and listen to the previous seven episodes. I've got two more to come. So they'll be posted soon if they're not already to finish off our 10 components of holistic fitness and fat loss. All right. Now, here's what I promised you. I put together something very important. Okay. So the 10 tips to explain to you why 
exercise is not about weight loss. Did you hear me? <laughs> it isn't. It is not the answer. Okay, exercise is not the key to the weight loss. It's part of it. But your diet and your environment are much more important. Okay, for example, if we worked out together and then you went home and ate. Okay, let's say we worked out together and we went running and we ran for 15 minutes. We probably burned about 150 calories, okay? If you weigh about 125 pounds or whatever. Just just work with me on this. You, you get the point. Let's just say you burn 125 calories or 150 calories. Then you go home and you have four cups of Haagen-Dazs. Now, I don't know. I think a cup of Haagen-Dazs. I haven't looked lately. But first of all, do you even know how small a cup actually is? Okay, go to a uh, store and look at a measuring cup. It is small. Okay, so if you have like four cups of Haagen-Dazs, that's probably about, I would say it's probably at least eight or 900 calories. Okay, so one or two minutes of pleasure can completely undo the run you just went on with me. Okay, because you only burn 150 calories or so, right? See how it works? Exercise is not the answer to weight loss. Ah, so why are we even bothered doing it? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. The benefits of exercise and why it's so important that we do it, other than the fact that your body was designed to move, everything works better when there, where there's movement. Where there's movement, there's life. Okay, that's what we need to do. Our bodies are just needed. All right, number one, the number one reason to exercise is because it improves your mood. Okay, your mind, your heart, your spirit, your emotions, you feel better, right? Come on, when was the last time you exercised? It was like, geez, I really wish I didn't do that, <laughs> right? You're always glad you did it. I always ask my students on my online classes, I just hope you're glad you came. If you feel better now than you did 45 minutes ago, success, okay? So the number one reason is to boost your mood. So when you're feeling cranky, crabby, can't get out of your own way, annoying everybody, go take a walk or go for a jog or move some weights around or whatever, okay? So it boosts the mood, gets those feel-good chemicals going, your endorphins, your serotonin, your dopamine, okay? All that beautiful chemistry that's naturally inside your body and just waiting to make you feel good. So it makes you feel better. That's for sure. Number two, benefit of exercise. It increases your circulation. Very, very important. Your cardiovascular circulation because why? Well, it detoxes your body, right? You're, you're detoxing your cells and helping your body get rid of the trash, basically, okay? And also it activates your pumping mechanism. The lymphatic system of your body needs to be pumped, okay? And it gets pumped by movement and breath. That's it. There's no other independent engine running that whole part of your body. So your whole lymphatic system gets very stagnant, very coagulated, very mucky. It's kind of like gets jelly and stuck. Uh, so you want that circulation. You want to take out the trash and bring in the new. You can't bring in that expensive, healthy, organic diet and utilize those nutrients if you've got trash in the way, right? You got to take out the trash before you can take in the new. So exercise helps your circulation. Number three, 
Yes, it increases your metabolism. The problem is it's not as much as people think. <laughs> Back to my previous example. But it does increase your metabolism. Okay? Um, and that the, the flip side of that is it also increases your appetite. All right? So you just that's where you got to be careful. Because, yes, your metabolism is up. Your body is prime to eat after you exercise. It is just like, give me nutrients. Because that is the time that you are literally, literally rebuilding your body. So I always tell people, the most important meal is your next one, okay? And particularly the one after a workout, particularly if it's a hard workout, because your body is ready to rebuild better than before. We're always getting better if you live a healthy lifestyle, <laughs> okay? You can always get better is what I'm saying. I don't know about you, but I my goal is to get better as I get older, and hopefully I am. If you ask Charlotte, she'd probably say I am. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it does increase your metabolism. It's just not as much as you probably think it does, okay? But that's a good thing. Uh, number four, it increases your insulin sensitivity. This is super important concept to get in mind. So this is a big reason to exercise because it makes your body uh, just be able to use the sugars in your system better and burn those sugars better. And remember, sugar is a big part of gaining weight and fat loss or fat gain. Okay, so increases your fat burning capacity. Yay. Number five. This is a really important one, and this one has become more important with the recent uh, pandemic, the COVID situation with the lockdown and all that, people losing the structure of their normal lives. Um, but exercise can provide, or exercise program, I should say, can provide structure to your life, right? We got in habits of you know, before I went to work on Mondays and Tuesdays, I ran or whatever. Or after work on Wednesdays and Fridays, I drove directly to the gym and did a Zumba class before coming home. Or every Saturday, I would, you know, meet my boot camp friends and we'd work out together or whatever. It pr can provide structure, very, very important in our lives. And when we lose the structure, the boundaries, we, we, we tend to lose ourselves, right? You, do you ever feel like, I don't know what day it is, I don't know what's going on? Because these events in our lives are what give, kind of, they're like time stamps of like, oh yeah, you know, now I know where I am because every Tuesday, this is what I do. Or, you know, they give... Otherwise, it's like, what day is it? What time is it? Where am I? What, what, what's happening? So a lot of us have lost that. We've lost that structure because of the, uh, the lockdowns and whatnot. And our exercise program has gone out the window, right? I get it. I get it. I hear it all the time. That's part of why I do the online classes. And I'm going to admit, no, I don't prefer it. I'd much rather be with you in person. We'd much rather be together. I've been teaching classes my whole life since the 80s with people, <laughs> live, interacting, our energy, our spirits coming together and bouncing off each other and feeling each other and having that group experience. I miss it so much. But, you know, we need to find ways to, to, to reclaim it and now open our minds to new ways to have that structure that we so desperately need. And having an exercise program gives us a structure, whether it be you take online classes and you have that structure, or you're meeting a friend and doing something, or whatever it is, just you have to have discipline when it comes to that. Um, 
which I think I'm getting ahead of myself. I think that's one of my, my last tips here. Um, well, I'll just say it now. Yes, it trains your discipline, right? <laughs> it gives you that structure that this is what I do. You know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do a Zumba class. No excuses. That's what I do. Okay, structure. All right, number six, it is it can establish the mind-body-spirit connection because it gets you into your body, okay? Or at least it can as long as you're being mindful to be into your body, right? Particularly, that's one of the reasons why I love dance because it really helps me get into my body and turn off my analytical thinking brain, okay? And also, which is kind of a, its own tip, which I'm putting as number seven, it can open up your creativity and help you receive downloads from the universe, um, particularly if you're doing something outside, okay? I know that happens a lot, like if I do go for a run, you hear that a lot. People say, I was running and this came to me. You know, it's like you're changing your state. You're moving the oxygen. You're moving the energy. You're breathing in new oxygen. You have a new environmental look at. You're looking at the trees. You're looking at nature. Your body starts getting the endorphins going. You're breathing. You're detoxifying. And you're opening up your channels to new life, new energy, new inspiration to come in. Okay, so exercise can be a very powerful conduit to open up that mind-body connection and get those downloads, which we all love when they happen. And it's been, you know, very powerful when you change your environment. Number eight, uh, I, I actually uh, mentioned this previously, that it's a, it can be a potential source of connection with other people, right? Meeting that girlfriend to take a walk or your buddy that you do yoga with all the time or the people in your classes that you dance with, whether they be virtual or live. And also that connection with yourself, right? Don't forget about that. Your connection with yourself is very important where this is your time. You know, your exercise time is the kids need to leave you alone. Leave mommy alone for 20 minutes, half an hour. This is mommy's time. You're teaching them an important lesson of boundaries and self-care, by the way, by doing that, okay? So that connection with yourself and obviously yoga and meditation and Tai Chi practices are very, very conducive to that. Uh, number nine would be it tones your muscles. Yes, for sure. Because, you know, the whole use it or lose it idea, right? Exercise, definitely. You have to use your muscles to have muscle tone. So that's a definite benefit. And lastly, the main benefit, why you want to exercise, is it keeps you strong mentally, uh, as well as the physically, because you can learn to push through things. You can learn to, not only with that discipline of doing, doing it when you don't feel like it, because you'll always feel like it afterwards or during it, you'll always be glad you did it, but it can develop that mental muscle of discipline and commitment to something. And, uh, wow, we can't even measure the benefits of that. Um, and that could even be just physically, like, doing a whole class when you start getting tired and just kind of, you know, increasing your cardiovascular fitness by doing one more song or finishing that, that run when you're just, your body really kind of wants to stop, but you know, you're almost at the end and I don't feel like it, but I'm going to be so glad I did it. That kind of, uh, keeping you strong mentally is what I'm talking about. Um, and then strong physically as well, because, you know, as we get older, we want to keep our independence, right? And you're not going to be able to be functioning in your home and around and, you know, be independent if you can't lift 
a bag or can't carry groceries or can't walk up a flight of stairs, right? Because you don't have the cardiovascular strength or the muscle leg strength, okay? So keeping strong mentally and physically is a big part of fitness uh, and weight uh, exercise, okay? So those 10, listen to them again, okay? Because contrary to popular belief, exercise is not the best way to lose weight, okay? See my other tips for that. It's part of it. Please don't misunderstand. It's part of it, but it is really not it. I just gave you the main reasons to exercise, which I'll lead to it, okay? So make sure you get enough rest as well. You want to exercise in a balanced, smart way, a regular balanced, smart way, and uh, take that opportunity to get to know yourself better, to learn to how to listen to your body, to be in your body, to feel your body, to do something that's part of your priority of taking care of yourself. And I really hope this has helped you. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V. And watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also Fit Amy TV. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.